Welcome to Third Eye Science. I'm your host, Susan Bontoon, and on this podcast, we will be exploring the lines between science and spirituality. As a scientist and a yogi, I've found that these two realms do not have to be mutually exclusive. With the perspective of a logical scientist, I've navigated my own spiritual journey with a curious, open mind. I'll share lessons and tools I've found along the way and have compelling conversations with spiritual leaders, teachers, yogis, healers, and fellow travelers about their experiences and practices. In this age of information and misinformation, it's time to interpret and understand the world with your third eye. Hello and welcome to Third Eye Science. Before we get into the episode, I want to share my newest class series is called Inner Refuge. We began the week of October 19th and it will continue through November. And it really was, it came in as a series where we can focus on finding that refuge within as we move deeper into autumn and we're invited to bring our awareness inward, embrace the darkness that's coming in terms of our seasons and find stillness in that inner sanctuary. Our spiritual practices give us access to an inner refuge where we can create stability, fortification, and profound peace. While the busyness of life and the chaos around us continues, a space for retreat and rejuvenation is always available within. In this series, we'll work with yoga, breath, meditation, and energy practices to cultivate this inner refuge of self-acceptance, love, and intuitive wisdom. And um, this class is offered on Soul Tribe Online, which is an online platform with many different kinds of teachers, yoga, meditation, gene keys. There's lots to um, explore on Soul Tribe. We have a variety of payment options for a monthly membership. So if you feel called to go into this inner refuge and cultivate that, please join me. My class is offered on Thursday evenings at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, but I always put the recordings on the class archive so you can watch and experience the class in your own time. The other thing I want to mention is if you remember me talking about the Cosmic Rose Collective and felt a tug toward that collective but didn't um, join and thought that you wouldn't be able to, you can still join. We, we started in October and it's a once a month gathering. It's really about embodying your inner mystic. It's a, um, a chance for you to be in a collective experience, which is 
very expansive to us individually and then also for the entire collective. And I'm really feeling called to keep it open for until the next session, which is on November 10th. So up until November 10th, you can still join and then you'll receive the recording from the first session in October. And I, as I mentioned, it really is, this is not a course, it's a collective experience. It's a collective of humans devoted to expansion, evolution, and love. And your unique gifts and connections are a part of the experience. Together, we really create this magical portal. And um, the first session was really beautiful and healing. And it, it, the energy of remembering, remembering who you are, remembering how you're connected and Um, the journey is only going to deepen from here. So if you're interested, you can scroll down and find the link in the show notes. And essentially, it will bring you to a, a button where you can contact me and you'll still be able to join. You just let me know that you want to and I'll send you the info. All right, now on to the episode. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Third Eye Science. Thank you for joining me and for creating the space in your life, whether you're on a commute, you're on a walk, you're running, you're making dinner, you're cleaning the house, you've created the space to listen to this transmission, and indeed it is a transmission. So you're receiving energy. I create this intention before I begin to really extend a transmission, an energetic transmission from my higher self and from my guides in the higher dimensions And today, what came to be shared was creating space in our lives to allow our higher selves to emerge, to create, to envelop that space or to fill that space. (laughs) So instead of filling our space with distractions and all the things that our human minds want to fill it with, we can create space to be. And then our higher selves can emerge. So the 
the actual words that came, I was writing like free writing before I started. And I'll, I'll read it and share with all of you. When we remember who we are, we shed all of the human conditioning and allow the truth to manifest through our actions, our words, our energy. When we detach from the busyness and distractions designed by humans who are also distracted, we create space. And in that space, our essence can emerge and be. When we create space to remember we become more of who we are embodied in this human form. So I thought that was an interesting tidbit (laughs) to share today. And I'll expand on that by saying that we can create space in ways that are the thing that I talk about all the time, meditation, but we can also create space through expressing ourselves. When we get into that place this in, in the morning, I, I highly recommend giving yourself at least a few minutes, preferably more, to start your day and sit with yourself, listen, observe, clean out. That's the other thing that meditation really helps you do is clear. Take out, it's like cleaning, it's like showering or brushing your teeth in the morning, right? (laughs) You clean out your mind by meditating but I was also struck because I'm I am recording this on Sunday, November fifth, which was the day that uh, in the U.S. the daylight savings time ended, which means we fall back, and this magical extra hour <laughs> exists in our day, and I was thinking about that and thinking about how how much we all talk about that. Like, oh, if only I had more time in my day, I could do more things. But the truth is we're actually wasting a lot of time (laughs) throughout our day. We often spend time doing things that is like mindless or it's it's just this habitual thing that we think is giving us inspiration and connection. Say, a, a great example is social media, um, where we we spend time. And I mean, I I I often ignore the little screen time thing that comes up (laughs) this at least if you have an iPhone it's like 9 a.m on Sunday mornings 
this um, report essentially <laughs> comes up and tells you how much you've been on your screen. And let's all look at that. I'm sure I've talked about this in the past too. And if you think about how much time, <laughs> meanwhile, all the distractions are coming in. Um, if you think about the amount of time that you think you have to do the things that fill you up, I think you'll be surprised that you have more of it than you, than you initially think you do. This is also the, the whole like, oh, I don't have time to exercise or, or do art or write the book I want to write or start the business I want to start or meditate. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not true. You do have the time. You just don't um, create the space for the time. And it may be that you have to, you have to like really use some grit and determination and discipline to create a new pattern, a new habit in your life, like meditation in order to create that space. And then once you do, it just becomes, it's, it's not even um, an issue anymore because it becomes something that you wouldn't ever want to not do. That's what I've done with my meditation practice. And that said, I, I, there are other parts of my life that um, I would like to be better about um, creating that space for, like creating my, creating art and um, yeah, just being creative, more, um, more disciplined exercise. I go through phases where I'm like super disciplined about it and then times where I'm not and I'm in this space where I'm not right now. And so I'm bringing that in, calling that in. You can also create more space for doing the healthy things like self-care, um, whether it's exercise or even just being outdoors, whatever it is, whatever really fills you up. It's really important for us to create that space because then it, as I, as I read in the beginning, then in that space, you'll be surprised. Then there's like more time in your day because you're not just you're not as distracted by all the other things that are happening in the world and that's not to say that we don't pay attention to what's happening in the world we of course need to 
be connected to our humanity. And we also need to be connected in a way that is somewhat neutral so that we don't get um, taken down by the trauma that's happening in the world, especially right now. It's, it's intense. And I think it's intense for many, many people. Most of the people listening to this podcast are probably highly sensitive. (laughs) And by that, I, I mean that in the most generous way that we are people who we feel energy. And it, I, I actually think that everyone, all humans are, we all have the ability to, to really feel other people's feelings and connect with people in a way that's really meaningful. Some of us, it comes more easily than others, but it's also that many of us have these walls or barriers, boundaries that don't allow it. And there is a healthy, um, a healthy balance where you can allow in a certain, you can allow in the, the energy without it, um, impacting you in a negative way. And you can do that through intention. You can do that through through really getting clear in your every day and like every morning and every evening, cleaning out any energy that I call it spiritual hygiene, any energy that has, that you feel you have kind of allowed in more, like, and it has kind of attached your intention makes it. So this is what Satyav Beer always says um, that Metatron shared with him. And so he shares this always when we're doing our meditations and processes. And your, your imagination is also, it's a link to your higher self. So you can imagine the grounding cord going down from the earth, from your root into the earth, into the iron core crystal. This helps stabilize your field, stabilize um, your energy. And it also allows you to send anything that you're releasing down. And I highly recommend doing this every single morning when you get up and then every night before bed. And it really helps keep you grounded. Because the other thing that someone like you, (laughs) someone interested in listening to a podcast called Third Eye Signs, you're probably also very interested in the intuition and the spirit realms and um, all of the things that I talk about. And so you may have a tendency to be less grounded than the average human being. And there is a healthy way to be grounded. And that is through healthy food, healthy movement in your body, healthy um, interactions with yourself and your and others, 
And this connection to the earth, being out in nature is an amazing way to ground yourself. Um, Also, being in water. So every single time, so it doesn't have to be as like elaborate as getting in sacred waters, although that is incredibly healing and clearing and grounding. But it can be as simple as every time you wash your hands, you feel the energy that is being released that is no longer relevant for you. And when you shower, you really allow that intention to come as well. You're clearing your energy. There are negative ions in water that's moving, rushing, and negative ions are what help us clear. It's physics. (laughs) I won't go too deep into that, but actually that was something that I was, um, that was, that I was reminded of when I was listening to a book that I'm going to mention here because I also want to talk about how you can create, when you create this space to be more of who you are, truly, you can also connect more with your spirit guides, with, with your ancestors, with your loved ones on the other side. And we just came through Halloween, Sao Wen, the Day of the Dead, these incredible traditions that are really about acknowledging and remembering our loved ones and our ancestors and how we can still be connected to them. So the book I've been reading that I was um, drawn to recently is by Laura Lynn Jackson. She's a psychic medium and it's called Signs. I had read, she has another book called The Light Between Us, which I also loved. But this one had been on my my wish list for a while. And I was like, I got my new Audible credit and I was like, oh, I want to listen to this. I felt it just like really felt like the time. And it was so interesting because it was around this time when we're really um, connecting to the other side. The veils are thinner in Scorpio season. We can have this deeper connection to our loved ones. So if you have someone who passed recently or not so recently, you can ask them for a sign. And this book really is um, her way of sharing stories of the people that she's come in contact with, who she's helped and, and their signs. And it is such a beautiful example of expansion, helping you, you know, when you hear the stories um, of other people having these kinds of connections, it opens you to the possibility of having them. So what I realized was that because I have these, I have a very beautiful connection with my spirit guides. And I receive messages from them all the time. And I connect with them every single day. 
And I, there's been something in me that has been, um, not open to receiving direct messages from my father who passed now 29 years ago or 28 years ago, quite a long time ago when I was only 19 years old. And there was, and I've talked about some of this in the past, but basically there was a lot of, you know, energy around um, how he passed, when he passed, what happened after he passed with me and, you know, just within the family, there was not a lot of emotional connection. It was kind of like, moving on, right? Um, because my family, <laughs> my especially my mother is not incredibly like open to sharing emotions. And um, I am a very emotionally <laughs> emotional person. And so it helped, it kind of shut me down in a way. Not that anyone told me I couldn't talk about it, you know, it just was what was happening in, yeah, just, it was what was happening. And so I've realized that there was, I've done a lot of healing around my relationship with my dad and all of the, um, pain around his passing. And, um, then I realized, oh, so this week, what I realized was it's time to open myself to connecting with him directly and acknowledging. And also a big part of that has been remembering the beautiful things about our relationship instead of the pain and the trauma and the, yeah, all of that. So, um, so then as I was listening to this book, I was on a walk and she's talking about signs from the other side. And and then I started thinking about, well, what would, what would a sign from dad be? And so I invite you to think about if there's someone that comes to mind, and I'm sure there is someone as I'm talking that has come to mind for you that you would love to get a sign from. I also started thinking about all of my grandparents who, one, I never met because she passed my mom's mom passed when, when she was a, a child. And then my other grandparents Two, my dad's parents both passed when I was a kid. And then um, my mom's dad, grandpa, passed when just actually even after my dad. So he was actually in my life more than any other grandparent. So just thinking about how what would be their signs. And so on this walk... It came to me, the first thing that came to me was these Santa Claus statues that my, like figures that my dad would collect around Christmas and each Christmas he would, we would get, we would go and pick out a new one 
and they were always really beautiful. And um, my mom has <laughs> many, many, many of them in the house um, still. And this is like before Halloween, right? So I'm like, well, I'm not going to see it. Christmas, you know, a thanks, I mean, a Santa statue on my walk. <laughs> and then I was also thinking about how my dad was, especially when we were little, he was really into decorating for Halloween and, and just like all the, yeah, he was, it made me remember that, that he was really into holidays and he so we would always do these elaborate like setups by the front door at Halloween and it was and and the picture that came to me was this um he we would go and get pumpkins and we would each get to pick out our own pumpkin and then we would get one big one that my dad would carve as a for a jack-o-lantern and then our pumpkins we would paint um, so as not to allow children to have knives, I guess. <laughs> so the thing that came to me was this, like he set up one, one year we set up this two, like people made, you know, stuffed out of hay sitting on chairs. And then instead of a head, their head was the pumpkin. And there was one year where the pumpkin, the the person was holding their head like in their lap. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's that would be a sign from my dad. So it's super specific. And yet it's also Halloween, you know, so it didn't seem all that um out of out of the question that I would see that on my walk. So then I was still contemplating what would be like just a normal sign. So I, you know, I encourage you to think of a sign that is something that's meaningful to that person, or it just comes to you. And it may be something that you'd never associated with that person, but it just comes. And it's them telling you, my sign is a pink rose, or, you know, whatever it is, it may be a specific animal or um any yeah anything it could be a name it could be so you 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 need to be open to these things it could be numbers that are meaningful to them so i remembered my dad when he would mow the lawn he would always find and I don't know how I started thinking about this. Like, how on earth did this? I just, and maybe, maybe I'm not remiss remembering it. But what I remember is that he would often find a feather as he was mowing the lawn. And he would pick it up and put it in his hat. Like he would wear trucker hats. And, and he would stick the feather in his hat. So then he'd be riding the mower and have this feathers sticking out of his hat. So then I was like, well, it's a feather. And that's a sign. So then I'm on my walk. And I'm also reminding myself, like, don't expect to have a sign immediately. So she recommends Laura Lynn Jackson, like recommends giving yourself. Usually the signs come within a few days, if you're just starting to do this. So give yourself 
three days. Sometimes it'll be a week. Sometimes it'll be immediately. It just completely depends on how open you are to seeing the sign. Because the truth is your your loved ones are listening and they are with you. And so then by the end of the walk, yes, I had seen a feather. I had seen a you know, a Halloween decoration where it was a person holding their head, which was a pumpkin. (laughs) And then later that evening, I was watching something on like a movie or something. And and it wasn't, it was, you know, I wasn't watching like a Christmas movie. And and there was a, um, a Santa. Yeah, Santa figure. So they all came within within that day for me. And then I started to say, okay, let, well, so send me a feather. Send me a feather to remind me that you're here. And so just this morning, I saw a feather on, on in an email that I got. So it's... It's like, so what I did was I created the space in my mind and in my energy field to be open to that, those messages and those signs. And then this morning, creating the space of like having this extra hour, like, what am I doing with that hour? And I really wanted to just give myself the long, uh, the long sadhana that I really love, I love to just um, in the morning not feel rushed and do the practices that I'm doing. I'm doing a very specific practice right now that um, perhaps when I'm complete with it, I'll share more. (laughs) But it's intense and um, it takes it takes a while. It's like a 40 minute Kriya and then a 11 minute meditation. But then I like to sit with my tea and just really, and then also write and journal. And if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you know, I pull a card every morning and I love to pull Oracle. I love Oracle decks. It's like my favorite thing. (laughs) Um, It's my favorite spiritual tool, probably next to crystals. (laughs) Um, It's also a way I, I would highly, I really think of Oracle decks as a perfect beginning to connecting with your guides and your higher self, because when you ask a question and then they answer you through the cards, it can be incredibly profound and often very synchronistic. So these are things that I really love to do. And I'm also, I have a busy work week ahead of me. And so I'm like giving myself the weekend to really luxuriate in the free time that I have. I didn't create any like pressures on my schedule this weekend on purpose. And so, and you may not be able to do that. I'm not, (laughs) 
you know, if you have a family and kids and you're constantly having to bring them here and there and all, all over the place, you have a lot of other pressures where they create um, a pressure on your time. I encourage you to find the time outside of that where, and it maybe it's minutes, you know, maybe you have to get up a little bit earlier or stay, you know, before bed, you have to give yourself the time. But it involves really creating space for yourself, where it's not you know, you're not scrolling, you're not watching something, you're not reading. It's just you. So this is where our higher self and our intuitive gifts and all that we are can really emerge from. So with that, I will encourage you all to, yeah, connect with your guides, connect with your loved ones on the other side, and create space for yourself this week and in the coming months as we're in the the Northern Hemisphere, we're entering into towards winter which is really the perfect time to go inward. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, don't worry. There's always alignments for um, being in sync with your self and with, with this inward journey. So if you would like to help share, help this podcast reach more people. If you find it helpful for you, please share it with someone you love. Um, Subscribe, follow whatever the platform you're listening on calls for. And write a review that can be really, really helpful to help yeah the algorithm will then send it to more people (laughs) who are searching for some spiritual connection thank you all so much i love you have a beautiful week beautiful scorpio season and we'll be back in a couple of weeks Namaste.